Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. Who's alone in a room? Bitch, I wish I was. <laughs> oh, I mean, bitch, you still can be. Uh, listen. <laughs> I can exit stage left quite listen, easily. Sometimes all I need is a moment. <laughs> and sometimes, most times, all the time, you give too much. I give just enough of whatever I, like is I could needed. be. I feel like I could be Miss Cleo in this bitch. I always oh, you predict, could? predict shit. Predict? Mm. That's a new word. Yeah. You know. Okay. But you know what, Shady hey, Bitch? Everyone. Who are you? Who are I you? I am Jay. Okay. And I'm Ray, the not Shady Bitch in oh, this equation. Yes. <laughs> and we are He Said, He Said, the podcast that makes you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, we want to remind you to follow us, subscribe, mm-hmm. send a review to He Said, He Said Pod on mm-hmm. all streaming services, mm-hmm. or follow us on Instagram and all your other social medias. Twitter, at he Said, Facebook, he Said Pod. all the things. We love our listeners. And without you, we, like I said, last week we'd be on a swing at a park going nowhere so thank you for listening sure yes (laughs) because we got lots going on in these streets so also a friendly reminder um about our events that are coming up so very very exciting we have bingo coming up for all of you who were actually in the um pacific northwest in that you know seattle tacoma dot 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 area um, we have bingo dot, dot, dot. at Marsu coming up on May 29th, 2019. And then we also have super exciting, our shuffle mm, and mm. repeat dance party, 90s, 2000s. Yes, Stoss is going to be there DJing. That is going to happen on June 7th, 2019. So we yes. hope to see you there. Summer 2019, about to be lit. <laughs> so, you know, now that we've got that housekeeping out of the way, mm-hmm. Jay. Turn my sheets down. How would, wait, what? You know, when you'd be like, oh, I'm going to call and get my, get my sheets down. Your like sh- at the hotel, you'd be like, oh, let me call and get the sheets down. Oh, like a turn down service. Uh-huh. Turn down, bitch. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, but how was your week? <laughs> you know, my week was a blessing. It just, oh, you know, I, I feel love as to hear though, I feel as though God and the universe is presenting life in a way that it's never have before and i enjoy every moment i'm being challenged on the daily whether it's in my personal life my professional or my marriage and child here i am <laughs> i was about to say wait less. who's challenging you in your personal oh well that was actually wasn't me okay get it now but right. i just feel like it's <laughs> i i am i am blessed because i am coming uh, on the opposite end as a survivor okay i am surviving this shit okay all right. No, so you, but my week was good. I was about to say, so no specifics about your week. You know, <laughs> we binge watched this really great show on Netflix yes. called Dead to Me. If you have a chance to um, watch it, feel to get on Netflix right now and watch it. Uh, we also revisited one of our favorite show, new season. Um, what is it called? Um, Nailed it. Nailed it. That which just became available. Yes. It, it 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 literally makes us giggle every time we watch it. Specifically, Ray he giggles <laughs> like 
uh, a fat kid who loves cake. Especially if there are edibles involved. Oh, child. Well, don't <laughs> let it be an edible. You'll laugh at just... She's like, nailed it! And you're like, hee She said nailed. I mean, that's the funniest part when they say nailed it because oh, their shit be fucked up. But they still be child, like, I, yes. I did it. <laughs> so it's, it, was like a, it was like a TV moment. I feel like the summertime, like television, and thanks to like streaming services, um, I feel like it's still, it still is a great time for television because you're able to indulge in other ways of watching t- content. So although nails is coming yeah. back, I mean, claws, claws is coming back, <laughs> bitch. And I'm ready for that. Mm, I am so, so ready I. in these streets. It's been very good. Um, so yeah, it was like a TV moment. How was your week? My week was good. Um, you know, trying to wrap things up at work was kind of stressful just because we um, are actually going on vacation next mm-hmm. week. So we'll be in Vegas early next week, seeing all the shows. Um, and then even when we come back to, um, Seattle area, we have another show after that. Child um, is. but that was, you know, that's a moment, you know, I think, you know, anyone who I guess has a job can relate yes, to come on job especially come on, if, come on especially if you have deposit. like especially if you have more of like a professional job where you know there really is something to be said for having to make sure that all your ducks are in a row before as you opposed go out. to it non-professional job yeah like, yeah like you know the street no because i mean i've done retail and like you know That's professional and, bitch no but it's different than having an office job so like i i've done retail not saying anything bad about retail but it's different when you need coverage for retail it's like you just Who essentially need shift? right like someone to pick up your shift as opposed to if you have a different type of job where you have an office job where you have certain responsibilities yes. that are just yours where you have to make sure that whoever is stepping in for you when you're going to be out, that they know what's going on, that, you know, nothing's going to blow up or explode while you're out. Um, but, yeah, so that was a stressful part of my week. Sometimes, but, don't you wish that it would blow up and explode? No, bitch. No. <laughs> but yeah. I'm totally looking so forward like, to next week. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of just, you know, again, trying to make sure that everything is cool. And then also that extends to home because we well, need to make sure home. that we did a lot, a lot of things in the house. House. Um, we still have some things that we need to do, or I have some things that I need to do um, related to just getting the house ready. We're going to have someone who's going to be here watching Max for us. So, you know, but overall, the week was good. Um, I can't good. say yeah, that it was bad. Your whole situation. Yeah. No, you um, asked how my week was that's going. That's good, though, because, so you know, you. here we are. We I are feel blessed. like there was judgment in that comment. That we are blessed. Made. We are here and we are sipping on our Are you judging drinks. me? Um, also, I think you time, need to sip on more of it. By the time that this is in your ears, we also were featured on the Glow Up, which is a Seattle podcast, which you should go follow them and listen to our episode. It was a really great time talking to Casey Carter and all the Glow Up team. When's it airing? It's air, it will be in your ears. It actually would have been in your ears already. It came out on Monday. Nice. Uh, and this will be in your ears midweek. So yes. be sure to listen to the Glow Up. Again, you can follow them on all streaming services, and you'll hear someone familiar leading that conversation. Casey Carter, yes. one of our April yes, yes, yes. friends of the pod. Yes. All right. So, moving on from how was your week to what happened last week, week in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a name you may recognize, Lamar Odom. Mm, ciao. Um, he is a very. We know him for lots of things. We do, and he's a very accomplished Shit, basketball Vegas player. Vegas knows him for lots of things. <laughs> yeah, they do, lots of things. Um, below the waist things. Um, and up the Ooh. nose things. Oh. Um, but <laughs> Lamar Odom is actually going to be releasing a memoir. 
Which, what's it called? It's Darkness called Darkness to, to Light. Light. Somebody said on Twitter it should have been called the Kardashians from Cursed to Cured. Oh, hell no. But you know what? <laughs> no. Cursed with a K. And you, know, and you know why I, so I rebuked that statement Ooh, because what has been revealed in about the past week or so about this particular memoir and some of the revelations that are coming to the fore um, related to this book is that one thing, and this is actually pretty hot off the press that's been announced within the last couple of days, is that, um, and this is by People Magazine, has actually on, had the scoop, that Odom actually wrote that um, after being offered to be a part of the 12-man roster on oh. the Olympic basketball team, that he actually immediately came to realization that he had been smoking weed like the entire summer or however long before Whatever, he got this yeah. announcement um, and that he would be drug tested before he would mm-hmm. be allowed to be a part boom, boom. Here, of this Olympic team. So do you know what our good, good friend Lamar did? Mm, I know what he did. He went right <laughs> to the, the, good, the good sex shop and got a flaccid. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. He says, quote oh, unquote. We started Googling fake penises. Yeah, come on, fake penises. And study different he ways. He went on Grinder and asked people in DMs, no, 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 where no. can I find a fake penis? Not for this, not for this purpose. Oh. And study different ways to beat a drug test. Oh, come on. This, don't tell them to see secrets. This is, this is how you so, get people caught up. So, I mean, it sounds kind of ridiculous and also, I guess, Wait, a little bit funny. So, But then got, it's also completely dishonest because here it is. You know, this is the Olympics. Like, this is big shit that but we're I'm talking saying, about. If this has happened, I'm sure. Oh, him, I'm sure he's I'm not the first. Ha- okay. Oh, I'm sure he's not the first. But so what he and said. He lucky was, he didn't get a gold medal because they would have took that shit right back. Exactly. Well, they got a bronze and I don't know what they're going to do about that. But uh, so he ordered a fake penis and on, he fake. said that he was paranoid, paranoid that it wouldn't work. Um, but he says that he said that he used it. And what happened was his trainer actually urinated in this so essentially and it's funny because a prosthetic a lot of the things that i read said it was a long (laughs) it was a long prosthetic penis so he had this this long dong wonder if it was like too long he had this long dong silver that he ordered and essentially the trainer who was not using he peed in a zip obviously no no so you actually into the prosthetic or oh, prosthesis and the urine stays that takes aim the urine no the urine stays in the balls but does it of the prosthetic does it stay warm in the balls well obviously and that was the thing where i was kind of like ah so now i'm wondering like okay so what he essentially says that the trainer was there with him peed into the little prosthetic in the bathroom? thing yes and then left and then the olympic official came in that don't sound like and then he slowly and carefully pulled his prosthesis out of his um the fly of his pants and he had to press on the balls on the prosthesis uh-uh. to get the urine to come out. And he said splash. that he had to press on it quite a few times to get it to come out. And again, this led to um, his anxiety about what was going on. Well, how about you stop fucking smoking? But that it did come out into, you know, whatever the cup is or whatever that he needed he wasn't to just give to the official. Okay. 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 Um, and that if you were smoking weed, bitch, you could have stopped and took some vitamins and went to the dollar store and got a drug test. Right. And then the official then stuck a thermometer in the cup to gauge the temperature, and that um, he or she, um, it doesn't say, 
um, were satisfied that the P was his. I, I wonder if they were. <laughs> and they said, "Welcome to Team USA." <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like uh, so several things about this because, um, as I stated earlier, they won the bronze. This was actually a team that included Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan. They lost the semifinals to Argentina, and they ended up winning a bronze, which was the most disappointing finish. In USA basketball Olympic history, mm. I want to see. Here's my wonder: is so, you know, there's a lot of discussion around marijuana, right, being legal. So let's just stop there for a moment. Like once it's legalized nationally, mm-hmm. will our will our Olympians allowed be allowed to take part? Probably in, not. Because it's, that's a global. Yeah, because they can still, but they can still have rules about what you can, mm, even if glo- it's illegal. It's also a global. Um, there are plenty of things event. that are legal that may not be, um, you know, appropriate to use when you're doing certain things. So also, like ultimately, that takes a that's a lot to. You didn't have to accept the invite. No, he did, and not only that. Now you're. So my thing is, and this and is you the chose to go by a ding dong, the ling long, and, and long uh, dong silver, long dong silver. But the interesting, <laughs> take it to the house. But and, the interesting the thing is that, and it's, it's, I feel like lots of regular old people. Or, like, maybe not completely regular, but, like, celebrity-adjacent people uh-huh. often find themselves getting caught up in fuckery like this because and then Lamar is fine about, like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's this funny an- anecdote that I can use in my book about this, like, shit that I did that was completely, like, illegal or at least it at least against the rules of whatever, you know, program I was in at the time. And then now he's implicating his trainer, which anybody can go back and look exactly. and see who the trainer was at that time. To find out who this trainer was, who because essentially just someone on his team, exactly. So now essentially you're putting someone out there. I just also wonder, who's on your team, and they they were engaging in this unethical behavior. I just believe that we are in this. I think what's happening. I think we're in a state of um of pop culture society, if you will, where the obsession with celebrity from social media is uh, is being um applied to other forms of of media so in this case we don't need a memoir he is far too young why Why do you say that he is far too young for a memoir well but when but ultimately all of this mess like that's like saying that anyone that has ever had some sort of mess needs to write a memoir Lindsay lohan britney spears so my no so my pushback to you would be why not because (laughs) i don't i feel as though i don't believe that it's I don't believe that it's necessary because I also, in reading some of the other quotes, he talks about his marriage with Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, and how he cheated on her. How he cheated on her. And he, missed it, he misses the Kardashian family. And that in when they got married, it was the happiest he's ever been. And, you know, he's, he also, what I can actually applaud him is that he didn't have to write this in a book. He could have just said this in some sort of, um, you know, interview is that he's still an addict and he's still struggling, but he will not get into a place of darkness ever again. So ultimately, I think that it's it's good that he's doing this, um, but I don't know if we needed a book. And then him coming out also and saying that he had sex with over two thousand women. Wait, so I'm confused. So all in all, this could have been an interview. It didn't have okay. to be. Okay, so what you're saying is that you just don't think that this needed to be a book because ultimately, what he's doing is he's writing a book for revenue. Mm-hmm. Not to really tell the story of an addict. Well, I mean, you don't know why he's writing a book. 
but well, that's your I mean, so the your assumption. What is he is donating that, it to a nonprofit around addiction? Because I, mean, I didn't read anything well, about that. I mean, that. But no, so so it'd be for. Revenue. But I'm saying that you are jumping to some some conclusions by saying uh-huh. that you know the reason that he wrote this book, which we don't know the reason. One can that he assume wrote this that book. his his checks is not always as big <laughs> as they used to be. So yes, one can assume that his light bills do, and he's not trying to be in these streets like Dennis Rodman going to be <laughs> yes, in the hot market, stealing the fucking stones so, from the from Lamar is trying to push revenue. <laughs> And I think it goes back to our point we made on a previous episode about Kim Kardashian and her, you know, doing this thing around doing this work around um, the the prison system. Sometimes things just need to be done. They don't need to be capitalized on. I don't think in this case that I needed a book for him to tell us that he was an addict or that he's sorry for his marriage. What that could have been was a sit down with you know, good Gail King and had a great morning session and we could have moved, pushed it forward. So I would push back to that in saying that um, memoirs really um, lately, because I think that memoirs They're probably, like tell-all books. but memoirs were in the, in, in history probably have been treated a little bit differently where it's like you write a memoir after you've had this storied career where you've done all these different things Not and then anymore. like people want to hear about what you've done. But I feel like now it's like memoirs are really used kind of like any other form of um, media, uh, media and promotion um, you know, where it's like you strike where the iron is hot. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, of course he's going to write a memoir now because he's got the story to tell about the Kardashians. He's got the story to tell about his career before the Kardashians. He's got the story to tell about addiction. He's got the story to tell about where he is now. And that's my thing where, and to your point um, that you made uh, about <laughs> the other revelation that really hit the headlines first before this whole thing about the Olympics was that he said that he actually has betted more than two thousand women which is eight thousand less than wilt chamberlain if anybody who anyone but, who knows who wilt chamberlain is please google it i think that he said about ten thousand women he had sex with mm-hmm. other over his career um in the nba um but it's a really there's a really interesting story here that i hope now i've not read the memoir i don't know what's in it I'm not i hope he's telling an interesting engaging and no. inspirational story nope. about Uh, mental health because here's the thing addiction whether it be to drugs whether it be to sex which he's actually saying he has an addiction to both Mm -hmm. these are mental health issues and it's something that we don't often as a culture as a society in the u.s we don't often speak about these things as if they are a part of a mental health discussion and that's the thing where i'm hoping and i would hope to see him step into a place where it's not just all about these titillating or salient uh you know details about what happened is more about because the one thing that i did read was that he said that um, even though he considers himself to still be an addict, that he feels as if he is in a place where he's winning the battle. So that's what I'm hoping we will be able to, or, or people who buy the book, because I'm not going to buy it, but that people who read the book, I'm hoping that they'll be able to see like, okay, you were in a dark place. You have all these issues. And I also want to, I also would hope that he talks about why he is an addict. Well, you know, about what's dad, going on in well, his, his life. His dad is, was uh, a struggling, allegedly, or not so allegedly, a struggling addict. Um, that was outlined on the Kim Keeping Up with the Kardashian show. Um, and then the Chloe and Lamar show on E! Because, you know, everything with the Kardashians relates to some sort of revenue. Which is why I'm glad that um, he's not involved with them. But anymore. I did, he did also say that he mentioned post marriage with Chloe in 20, 2009. 
um, that he began having affairs and he, he wrote because he couldn't handle the lethal cocktail of the spotlight uh, and the diminishing career and infidelity. So basically saying is that because at first he got all this attention for being with Chloe, right? And then it became less about him and more about them uh, and less about his career, more about their career. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it hurt. It, it like, it put him in a space where he became, you know, he fell into his, his, his addiction. So, mm-hmm. um, ultimately he's 39 years old. So I'm glad that he's coming to grips to with these parts of his life early on in his life. So he can live out a full, you know, life. I mean, not that early, but I mean, you know. 40 years old is young. I mean, I get it. I'm Ish. almost 40. I get that. That's youngish. But However, I, I, mean, I just not. I ultimately he's not like, like I said, 30 or enough. I'll say again. I don't know if I needed a book. I don't know okay. if I needed you to create a coloring book of your life. But I would say that I feel like a book is the appropriate um, medium for this. If it's, it's going, going to, to be no, if it's going to be a um a call to action or not even a call to action, but just like a snapshot a book of honesty, right? And a snapshot of a black male celebrity who's coming to the forefront and saying, "I have mental issues. This, too, we, we this is why I have mental issues because of my past. This is how I worked through my mental issues, or I'm still continuing to work through my issues. And this is how I see myself being successful, surmounting my my mental issues. We and it's like see. because the black community seems to be turning a corner with regard to mental health. But the one Slowly. thing that I can say that I feel like I'm Should seeing, in American my opinion. Community. Is that it's being driven by um, highly motivated, upwardly mobile black women mm-hmm. who are moving into a space where they're feeling much more comfortable with talking about how they feel and talking about how they are bettering themselves. You got a lot of opinions this week. And I really, I want to see more black men, and you know, for better or for worse, celebrity is is what's really driving American culture. I mean, that's why we have this podcast in the first place. Um, So I would love to see more black men coming forward to have serious, open and honest conversations within this space of mental health. So the thing that I would say is that I don't know what's in this book, but I hope that there's an inspirational story that's being told and not just a, Oh, this is what I do. And I also want to just do a little asterisk that, you know, a lot of the men that get in the Kardashians, that, that world, they always come out. A, a lot little, of the men that get into the Kardashians, they they always literally come out and figuratively a little damaged. <laughs> so what is Chris feeding them? Um, it's not just the men; it's people in general who come into the orbit. Actually, Hello, Jordan Woods. Can we, Hello. can we talk about also all the men? It's of the not just the men, though. Because Rob's a little damaged in no, himself. It, it's everyone. Well, from one reality <laughs> show to the next, the Real Housewives of Atlanta just. Uh, ended their season and some may argue that it wasn't their most attractive season of content <laughs> most attractive. Um, but i can say that actually it, it brought giggles i and, enjoyed it i didn't mind and it. you know what i think that some of the new additions were great um candy obviously is ray's favorite it's candy is a spirit animal excuse me don't speak for me candy is your spirit animal she is totally my um, favorite and though. i would say nini is mine um, oh that's true uh, however, comma closure. T-Boss, men. T-Boss and Chili of the group TLC have recently dis- um, shared that they have both been um, approached by the Real Housewives of Atlanta producers, and they have both turned it down. Chili and T-Boss both also shared that they are not here for the drama, and that I believe it was T-Boss um, 
if my memory serves me, said that she would be would have been arrested because she just wouldn't be able to deal with their kind, the kind of drama that she sees. They have, however, been on the show featured as a guest. They or Candy, I thought it was just both. One. I read both, but maybe I'm, I'm I may be wrong. Okay, because Candy know is their friend. She's wrote so many of their hits. One specifically um, being Scrubs. Um, no scrubs. No scrubs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one would assume that they would have been kind of a shoe in in this moment. But I don't know. First and foremost, I don't know if I would have enjoyed either of them on this show. Initially, I was like, oh, this would have been like a washed up moment for them. But it's actually helped Candy in a way where she's been able to be smart about her business decisions from the show. So it could have helped. It could help them with their... um. Their bank accounts, because we know that they they need help. Uh, however, I, just I mean, don't I'm sorry. Know. Wait, we do we know that they need help? I mean, in 2019, the, uh, they're they're constantly on tour. So what does that show? That shows that they're constantly on tour and they're actually making money from being on tour. Yeah, but I don't know how much they they really you know. Made I mean, from. I don't want to be out here like assuming that their pockets are light. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> that their pockets have been. Um, vacuumed out various times, <laughs> bitch, by people. So you don't know that, but that's fine. Go they on. They was on. It was on it's the VH1, bitch. <laughs> so here's my thing. Also, yes, you know, please Candy tell us your all, thing. Speaking of Housewives, also mm-hmm. Candy is on tour right now for again being smart about her business, and she created a dungeon tour around, um, around um, what is it? Portia, the, the Portia and uh-huh. her allegations. So she, so um, Portia and Phaedra, who used to be on the show, yes. R.I.P. Phaedra. Ooh, um, she ain't die. I mean, R.I.P. to her career and reality. She gonna television. come back. But, go um, but they had this rumor that was going around that um, Candy and Todd, her husband, had a sex dungeon. Yeah, so, which is this is really smart what Candy did. But go on. I'm sorry. I just wanted to so, get a backstory. Yes. So she's on tour and she's in these streets, just like you know, capitalize on that mess. And most recently they were in New York city um, with Foxy Brown. Cause every city they have like a featured guest and Foxy Brown came out in all of her, you know, New York mess and decided to, you know, sing some of her, her hits, but the ill Nana couldn't hear the track Nana. So, mm-hmm. um, people- okay. So first of all, what? we all know that, um, Foxy has had issues with her hearing. Yeah, but she was cured of that. <laughs> that was an issue that Naomi so it was Campbell, an audio issue, not an actual. Life. Well, I don't even know if it was her because she was wearing a mask. So oh, how okay. I know? Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's none of my business. You had to sip your drink on that. None of my business. Okay. But anywho, they booed her, and um, she came off stage, and then they decided to play Little Kim. But here's the thing. So here's the thing about the whole issue with, um, or not issue, but like this whole revelation that um, T and C of TLC um, have been asked to um, be on Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, um, first of all, what I would say um, personally um, is that I would not ever see TC. I'm going to leave the L out from now on. I would never see TC in this particular space. I'm going to tell you why. So, TLC is iconic. And I'm going to say that. I'm going to put are. that out there. They are iconic. TLC has 
so many hits. I mean, yeah, going back to their first album during my formative years, to the "Ain't Too Come Proud on, to Beg," to the um, um, "What About Your Friends," Ooh, "What About Your um, Friends," moving but... forward to their second album, which was a unequivocal um, smash oh, at that time. Um, you got your um, red light special. Ooh, come on, your shit. What was the yes waterfalls? No, what was the one? Um, creep. Come on, I mean, Creep. Okay, so TLC is on another level as far as R and B is concerned, and Very not even R and B. Very true, but, but where, so where was music candy is with concerned, escape, bitch. absolutely not. I will disagree with you Ooh, there. Come on, disagree. And I'm not going to disagree with you with meaning any disrespect to Escape. Or what Escape accomplished or what Escape did because I loved Escape as well. But we're not talking about the same level here. We're talking about a complete crossover smash success that happened with TLC and a kind of a crossover with Escape. But they also both, what I would argue to you where you're going with this is Mm -hmm. that they also both are legends in regards to r&b music in their own right agreed so i would say i agree with you there now crossover is a whole nother concept it is a whole nother concept popular escape wasn't as popular as tlc they were not they weren't they weren't selling at stadiums they were they don't have a diamond album they don't so (laughs) diamond is 10 million copies sold so that's education so that's where i'm saying equivocal what is that wasn't that the word (laughs) yes unequivocal unequivocal what's equivocal mean (laughs) equivocal means like a match come on match. so unequivocal is like um, come on this is an unequivocal conversation (laughs) anyway i'm gonna use that shit at starbucks (laughs) so that's the thing where i'm like i is an unequivocal order (laughs) i get what t boz and chili are saying because it's like they and i think the quote that they said i'm looking for right now but they essentially said they have a brand to protect i think is the the verbiage they brand? use because they were um on entertainment tonight where they had this conversation you ain't released music <clears throat> excuse me so no but they have so they've released multiple albums in the pa- over the past few years um and they've toured and the thing that i would say so you know love candy as you said love candy she's kind of my spirit animal as far as um Real Housewives is concerned. But when she started on Real Housewives, like Escape was like not active. They were not making music. No, they weren't. They were not touring. They had broken up and had not um, reunited at that point. And she was on here year to year doing her thing, making her money, doing completely different things. But while also like reminding you like, you know, this is how I became famous, which is through Escape. Um, whereas I can say that for ex- for for Candy, it made sense because she was able to actually use Real Housewives of Atlanta as a springboard to reignite the interest behind Escape, and then Escape toured. They grossed something I believe about like twenty million dollars on their tour. So it's just different. Whereas I don't feel a, a, like TLC a part of me though, a needs part to of do me, that. Listen, a part of me though feels like T Boss should do it. Because upon my research, Chili is worth ten million and T Boz is worth five hundred million five hundred thousand. <laughs> oh shit. So you tell me who is saving their coins and who is spending them in these streets. You do have to take those celebrity net worth. But I also wonder like is it because T Boz is, you know, unhealthy and she had all those um, all those um, So unhealthy is not the, I wouldn't use the, the word term she, you want to use. I wouldn't use yeah. that word. Sorry, okay. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. We know. We know. She um has, has health a, issues. Has health issues. Okay. That's sickle cell specifically mm-hmm. and you know, she probably had, I would assume, all of these, had had at one point all of these medical bills and then also the bankruptcy. So I'm sure there's been a lot of things there. So, But the other thing that I would want to mention about TC um, is that 
So while I say say all that I said about them being iconic, about the iconic albums they had, because we can't forget that even down, though. even after Crazy Sexy Cool, which was the sophomore release, they then moved on to Fan Mail, which was also a huge success and Post had a huge songs. So um, what I think, where I think they went wrong Come is on. that they should have continued with this whole plan that they had for and and we'll show our age both of us not just me but both Ooh, of us will show our age because they actually had a reality show what year? in 2005 on UPN yeah come on <laughs> yes that was after WWW yes with the frog so on UPN 2005 they had a show called Are You the Girl and that was the same time when um Eden's Crush bitch yeah when they was trying to get that bitch is Eden's Crush no Eden Crush was um who. Um, Pussycat Dial Bitch. Oh, Nicole Shirt Singer. Yes. Shirt Burger. Shit Burger. She's a shirt burger. No, no, I'm not going to do that. That's rude. But go ahead. Um, So, Are You the Girl was a reality show, 2005 UPN, where T Boz and Chili were allegedly, supposedly, they were supposed to find someone to replace Left Eye. Left Eye was the rapper in the group. She was extremely charismatic. We lost her. Do you know who should be on there? I just came to the thought of this. You know who should be in that group? What group? The new group, TLC with the L. Who? Um, the girl from the four that was battling cancer. What's her oh, name? Oh, um, um, Sharia J. Sharia J. So she should be. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting. But and for and there's a Missy connection. No, so for me. No, for me. I you feel know, like your girlfriend. they could have integrated Lil Mama into TLC Mama is, is very trash. easily. Although I don't know about Lil Mama's personality and I don't know if it would gel with the other no, two. She's but she's much. Lil Mama. She's an L. It would still work. They could still be TLC because Lil Mama would fit right into left spot and i feel like that would have been smarter the reality show was bullshit because but at little first, mama is like half the age allegedly. it doesn't matter but you know i think a little mom little mama is actually a little older i think she is think. too her cheekbones say that she's older Ooh, bitch her jawline exactly but my thing is so it would have made more sense little for grandmama <laughs> so shit not a little grandma <laughs> come through my mom so, so it would have made more sense yes. to me for them to just say Lil Mama, her lip gloss gloss is popping. Let's just slot her in. And I'm going to give you the archetype that they should have followed. Um, Come on, and archetype. I think the archetype actually probably um, is after this whole thing with Are You the Girl happened. I didn't look at the it dates. Did. but uh-huh. So Queen. Since it was after... It, it was, was after around, American Idol. No, no. It was when Lil Mama was on the TLC VH1 show when she played Left Eye. That's after what... No, but this what I'm talking about is before then. Oh, go ahead. So you have Queen. Queen is, an is again, iconic, um, a classic rock band, you know, and Adam Lambert, when he was... He's someone who... Did he win his season? Yes. One American Idol, and when he was on there, he, I think, sang one American Idol song throughout the season, and after that, people were like, shit, like, he could really be, like, in Queen. So, fast forward, Queen ends up asking Adam Lambert, who was a fucking American Idol contestant, to step in to the fucking incomparable, let's be honest, the incomparable shoes of Freddie Mercury to be their lead singer. And this shit has been 
incredibly successful. They have toured. Come on, they have. I don't think they've released any new albums, which is fine. But no, they, they tour like every summer. They bitch. tour with him, and he does the music. So that would have been a smart thing for TLC to do to tour to still continue to be iconic instead of trying to fool everybody and say, okay, we're going to do the show called Are You the Girl? And at first they were saying we're going to find a replacement for Left Eye. And then as the season progressed, it was like, oh, well, actually, psych, she's just going to be in our new song. And then like she's not going to be in the group um, continuing. And it was also Crispy who won. You can Google. Oh, so you, can, you, you can Google her. Oh, that sounds like a good <laughs> motherfucking meal. But I just feel like there. I feel like there I was mean, a missed opportunity. Pop, Popeyes. Mm-mm. There was a missed opportunity there. Can I get my there. chicken? Oh, so crispy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had a chance where they could have done something that would have been iconic, and they could have really been touring because right now they're on one of those '90s throwback tours, as opposed to a fucking. This is TLC. We're on a tour. Come and see us do our iconic songs. So, and I mean, the other thing is, I think it's very telling that neither T. Boz nor Chili have tried to go solo. Well, I don't think they have the. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the confidence. What don't they have? Speaking of <laughs> confidence, Britney Spears is in these streets, still looking for her father to Venmo her money to okay. buy Starbucks. So, no, that's not what she's looking for. Um, this is my story, not yours. Mm, so. Britney Spears has been in the news recently for several different she reasons. She said, money, dad. None of them totally positive. So um, I believe we probably have talked about the fact that she was involuntary. Well, so there's ju- the jury is out on whether it was a voluntary or involuntary um, commission, essentially, where she, the media is saying she checked herself into a mental health facility. Yeah. And this was after she announced that she would be postponing her latest Vegas residency. So after this, her longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, actually spoke, I believe, to TMZ, where he said, as the person who guides her career, based on the information <laughs> I and all the professionals on, who quotes. work with her are being told on a need to know basis. From what I have gathered, it's clear to me she should not be going back to do this Vegas residency, not in the near future and possibly never again. Mm -mm. So this obviously then creates a media firestorm where the media is saying Britney Spears manager says she may never perform again. But wait, I want to go back. And this is the interesting thing about the story after I actually started to dig into it is that if you go back to the quote that I just recounted, okay, the last part of it, he says, from what I have gathered, it's clear to me she should not be going back to do this Vegas residency. Okay, say again, to do this Vegas residency, Mm -hmm. not in the near future and possibly never again. Where did he actually say that she would never perform again? I don't think he ever said that. He didn't. So it's so interesting. And this is really an interesting um, treatise, if you will, on how the media works and how you need to be extremely careful and what what you say to the media, especially when you are in a position in this case, um, not necessarily of power, but in a position where you're considered to be. Um, you know, you're in control an expert who's on the inside. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Where then the media takes that ball and runs with it and says, oh my God, her manager said she may never perform again. And it's like, that's not well, what the said. fuck he said. But you know, here's my thing about this entire situation is that I ultimately am wondering what is happily happening behind the scenes. 
I feel like so there's a I. lot of questions that are being presented to us around like her mother's involvement, her father's involvement. He's been uh, her legal, you know, um, what is it called? Um, he's been a part of her, her conservatorship, her conservatorship yeah. since 2002. Um, Jamie Spears, his daughter, has lead, um, is also obviously a part of this situation. Apparently, Brittany has been in um, touch with her father um, more than ever, calling him multiple times a day, according to some TMZ resources. Um, Brittany Spears appeared in court on May 10th for the latest round of legal battles around her 11-year um, conservatorship. Ship, uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. Um, while the that. court is reportedly ordered to, um, basically, there's been this campaign around Free Britney. Her father remains in control. The 37-year-old um, singer, she actually, you know, has to ask her father for things such as, you know, if she wants to make a big a, a big purchase, if she wants to obtain health care, if she wants to um, get married. Uh, or routine purchases, she has to get approval from her father. So I, there's just I feel like a lot of grayness that's happening in this camp that I have lots of questions. And you know, there's also each each for, in my research, America is really interesting because each state has its own processes processes for appointing um, decision makers in your state, whether you're living or or uh, while you're living rather. So where in California where she is you know, a, a resident, um, they're following all the rules and her father, her mother, I just feel like is, I feel like there's something going on with her mother and father. That's I agree. A little spiteful. Yeah. And well, I don't know if spiteful is what I would say, but go on just messy. And ultimately I, you know, I think that Brittany is trying to do a really good job at kind of saving face, if you will, by posting her sunburn ass dancing into Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson scream on her Instagram the day or two after the this this alleged um, she'll never perform again was circulating the internet. Yeah. So ultimately, <laughs> I, I I wish her the best, but do I care? No. Okay. Well, I do care actually. Surprisingly. Oh come on, um, Britney Spears fan. <laughs> because it's, I'm, I mean, I'm not, low I've, key. I've never been a huge Britney Spears fan, but I, I recognize what Britney has meant to the music industry. So, like, I always just find it interesting, like what's going on with her, um, and the fact that she was able to mount that. Um, I hate to say comeback, but to continue her career with this Vegas residency, which was actually wildly successful. Oh, for and sure. And then also follow that up with a wildly successful tour says a lot about um, you know what she means to the but, industry mm-hmm. and what she means to her fan, her to her real fans which again i'm just like a casual fan you're a but, fan adjacent but exactly i'm the britney spears fan adjacent um but so i agree with you where i'm like what's going on here because this whole free britney movement and then the impression that the media has been giving based on just her mom like liking certain posts that people have um, done on social media related her to like freeing Britney. She puts the pup, 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 petty. I mean, I don't know if her mom is petty, but it seems like there's some type of a disconnect that's going on between her mother and her father. Her father has all the power as far as the conservator sh- conservatorship is concerned. It was he and a lawyer until earlier this year when the lawyer actually stepped down and resigned as mm. co-conservator. So now it's just her father who is making all the decisions for her. And I don't know if maybe that is rubbing the mother Probably. the wrong way where all of a sudden she's like, 
I want to have a lawyer come into this latest hearing and like be my voice. Well, you know that in they're also in my research. I found out, you know, for future life choices. I don't know if that ever ever will be needed, but you can have someone that is leading your professional and someone that's leading your personal. So I think what her mother's to your point, Ray, what her mother's might be upset around, and this is all alleged is that her father is controlling both where the lawyer was the professional and her father was the personal. So maybe know. that's the problem. I don't know. I, don't I know, mean, like- I mean what, what the, and it's also odd to me that there are conflicting reports about whether she checked herself into Child. facility or not. And what I read is that there have Come been on, unconfirmed Reed. media reports <laughs> that, um, she actually was refusing. She being Brittany to take her medication like, and that, and this is medication that is like dating back to like 2007, 2008, that they were saying she needed to be on based on the whole umbrella and shaped head incident. Um, where Come on, umbrella, <laughs> the she tipster, said, the, she said, not today under my paparazzi. umbrella, Ella, Ella, a, a, uh, okay. Um, but the tipster <laughs> was reporting that, um, that Jamie was insisting and that ins- he insisted her father that the residency be postponed. Jamie was her mom. No, Jamie's her mother. I mean, her father, who's her mom? Um, Lynn. I think Jamie her name Lynn? is Lynn. No, her mother. I think her name is mother. Is, oh, no, that Jamie her name is her Lynn. sister. And I think they named the sister after both parents. Yeah, but how they get Brittany to hold us Brittany? Yeah. So, Brittany Lynn Spears. But I think that, so what the the tipster is saying Come is on, that tips. it was tipster. the father, Jamie, who said that the residency should not <laughs> go on and that Brittany um, needed to cite his illness as a cause. So what essentially is being reported is that there's a, amount, a certain amount of spin that's going on with this mm. particular issue. And that um, essentially it's the dad who said, no, you need to go into treatment. And that it may not have been Brittany, even though we're reading that Brittany was the one who checked herself in, which makes sense for this whole like free Brittany thing. And then for the mom to get involved, like, wait a second, this is not what we want. So it would just be extremely Ray has like six pages of research on because this. Because it was really Low fascinating key. when I started reading about this. It's really interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The whole scream video is a whole other issue the where she, she releases a video. She went to the tanning bed too much. I mean, Brittany is a very pop. Wait, is it no jazz? So ja- Britney dances in a style of jazz, which I only know this Ooh, because come on, jazz. we watch so, so You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> and jazz is very hands. That's you. And bitch. it's a lot of hands. That's and you, you. It's almost like you're dancing, but you're also performing a magic trick that at the same time. That is you. And so, like, that's how Britney dances. Like, every time you talk, bitch, you're going to disappear. <laughs> like, what happened? Gonna- yes, bitch, Alakazam. <laughs> <laughs> how you going to Alakazam disappear in mid-conversation? <laughs> so that is what it reminded me of. But the thing that people noticed is that she was wearing the same outfit Ooh, from, from a video from March of this year. Oh, come so on. So what come people on, are receipts. wondering is if this is a new video or if it's a video that she posted that actually she took you know earlier what? in You don't the know. Year. She might have had the same <laughs> clothes on because she don't have a lot of clothes. I mean, that makes sense. Because she had to ask her dad Brittany. to Venmo her money to go to Charlotte Roos. And she did and walk she out of the court to. with no shoes on. She was barefoot. That's why people were like, Brittany is still not okay. She's not. Anyone that walked oh anywhere outside. God. Well, speaking of not okay. I mean, no, no, no. Wait. So we we will be keeping an eye on this particular story, but yeah. I think right now is probably a great time for us to take. Oh, a it's a perfect break, time. Bitch. Okay. And a word from our sponsors. <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's high intensity interval training. It's the workout you've been looking for in a great location 
With the community feel and warmth, some of the fruit-inspired chains simply cannot offer. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T lab, L-A-B dot com. And if you're here in Seattle, guess what? We got you an offer. That is $7 for one week. That's $1 a day for unlimited classes for you new users. That sounds like an awesome deal. So we'd love to see you there. So we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness. Now, let's get back into the show. We're back. We are so back. And, uh, you know, the next story is a great segue from... Wait, where does that come from? Two badass bitch from the Moulin Rouge. Yes. Um, Yes, we're back. Well, (laughs) the next story is a great segue from our our ad that we just posted. Drake has not been in the... Allegedly has not been in interval training. And he's been in training at Uh, the plastic surgeon recently. He Mm -mm. most recently, as in the last seven days, posted a thirst trap picture of him, water... And his washboard abs that look like a la Cardi B, Billboard Award, <laughs> uh, red carpet. He has been in the gym. I would I wouldn't recognize that because his shoulders look a little bit a little more defined, um, and his arms look a little more a little bigger. However, comma his his in the picture. His um stomach looked like it looks like bread. Hawaiian. No, it looks like Hawaiian king rolls. Ooh, come on, Hawaiian king! <laughs> I could fuck up with some butter and some honey. It looked that's the way it looks to me, anyway. Like well, it made me hungry, you know, and not he, like in a sexual way, but like in an actual like Hawaiian king's roll. He thing. is celebrating his new body because mm-hmm. you know what? If women can celebrate their doctor enhanced okay. um, um situations, Cardi B allegedly. Why can't, um, not even allegedly, she came out and said No, she admitted um, Why can't Drake? However, you uh-huh. know what? I have some questions that have nothing to do with oh, this third Okay, video. let's take us on a tangent before I so, give you my opinion. He's not celebrating his son as much as I thought he would. I'm sorry, you thought he would? So you thought that the announcement of the son was more than a PR stunt? I thought that he would be like celebrating the idea of being a father. Like oh, I did Like girlfriend, Trey Songs. No, I didn't. Um, I don't expect Trey Songs to do much more than he already did either. Drake didn't even do that. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's true. I also want to, I start to wonder like what kind of person is he if he can't even celebrate his own son and then also be honest about his body. And I feel like Loki, the surgery, alleged surgery is very mm-hmm. ugly swan, ugly swan. Okay. Body redo, like that TV show on Fox. Yeah. Remember Ugly Smile? No, I remember. It was the shit. Yeah, it's where you go and you have surgical intervention instead of like actually working on yourself. But and you know, some people was here were here for his posts. Oh, lots of people were. I, I just for me, I feel like Drake is. I'm in this position with with Drake where I I don't know. I need him to take a break. So I mean, but a thirst trap is meant to ensnare thirsty people. So. So Let's if people are like him, that there. means he's success, being successful. <laughs> so like he is going to be successful of, to pull those thirsty uh, people in. <laughs> so I I saw the picture and immediately when I saw it, I thought the same thing without reading any captions, without reading any of the bylines or anything that's been written about it. I thought his stomach does not look right. So I'm conflicted about this just because, you know, body shaming is not something 
that I feel good about engaging in, you know, although as a human, I feel like I have engaged in it in the past and probably truthfully will engage in it in the future. Mm -hmm. But I don't really feel great about it because it's like my body's not the greatest. Like, you know, I don't have a six pack. But my thing is, um, so (laughs) I've seen enough thirst trap pictures, videos, watched plenty of porn enough to know um, that there's a ton of different body types out here in the all world. types, all different body types. And especially for me, because Shit, I am gay, I feel like I'm the only body type. So as, <laughs> as a gay man, specifically talking about male body types, well, come on that. Tell her, tell me often what it boils down to really, especially if someone's really going hard in the gym is your age. Because as men age, even if they are going hard in the paint in the gym, your body looks a certain way based on whether you're in your 30s, 40s, whether 50s, Whether you are clo- collecting Social Security or not. Exactly. So in this case, as a 32-year-old... or not. As a 32-year-old <laughs> man, I would have to say that his body does not look the way I would expect a 32-year-old man who is really going hard in the gym to look. It doesn't look real to me. Your ab, his abs, like face tuna. Right. If he's really going hard in the gym, I would think that his abs would look tighter than they look. You know, everybody his chest, is different, though. Everybody I would think that different. his chest would look different than it looks. I would think that his arms would be more defined. I would think that his thighs, because I was looking for oh. thigh muscles. Like, I really analyzed this picture because I was like, you know what, Drake? I am rooting for and you. What, in, a, in what context did you analyze this picture? Because it feels very pornographic. Not in a bitch, no. From a like, what I would expect oh, you know, different he's body parts and beige, to look. So just your type. Okay, so that's a fucking lie. That's the truth. First of all, and second of all, I, said I would fluorescent beige. <laughs> and it, but my thing is, okay, so I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like this should open up a really interesting dialogue. It won't about men and plastic surgery, and not only that, but like especially because he is famous, and would that's the only reason we're talking surgery? about it. Um, right now, if you're asking me, I would say probably not. I know I would, but I don't expect to look old ever. So I'm not talking about your face. Oh, you mean like like a liposuction? Yes. I don't think so. I don't think I would. I would mean, you? I would. I you would. would get liposuction for sure. Would okay. And who are you gonna be with when you get this liposuction? <laughs> With my husband. You're leaving me and you're you're finding someone new. With my husband. Just because I'd be on the east side with my doctor and he doing <laughs> then that doesn't matter. Drake's abs look just like Cardi's did on that red carpet. Well That's ultimately, all I have to say about it. you know, I would say they're of the same um they may go to the same doctor, but I'm sure Nicki Minaj would not but she could probably use a little suck suck buck buck. Because not Nicki Cardi. Cardi's abs. I'm talking about Nicki. What, of currently, where do, we, where do we get to Nikki? Because they're from they're from the um what's the cl- the group called Young Money Young Money, um and Cardi's not. So I'm what I'm saying is that Nikki could be introduced to his alleged doctor, so that she could get, you know, be a part of this headline, if you will, because Lord knows she ain't creating hits. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So so then. Regarding the dialogue that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. You always want to skip over to you. <laughs> I'm not skipping anything. Skippity dude. I don't I don't understand where it, how we got back to Nikki. Making my way downtown. But <laughs> um so for me personally, I have to say, as progressive as I feel like I am, you know, I like to be forward thinking, I like to be open, but I have to say that it's still 
strikes me as odd when men get certain things done to their body. What do you think about it? So, for instance, I'll, as as a, an example, we we love RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. We do. Love it. So there have been multiple contestants who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race who have had different augmentations done. So whether it be their lips or whether it be their ass as being done, for me, it's still odd when I see that where I'm like, that's a lot when I'm looking at you and you have permanent duck lips. But I feel like or that I'm looking is very at you gendered. And you're, dr- and you're shaped like uh, you have an apple bottom, but you're a man. I feel like that's very gendered. I'm not like, saying that it's not, but so, like so, so that's okay. what I'm asking you. So, so um, take that. I was that. waiting for the question. Yeah, no, 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 I no, no. no, I believe I did say it's, oh, um, it's an interesting question about what people think about men I ain't people, bitch. being surgically augmented. <laughs> so, okay. So Jay, what do you think about Listen, men having if you got the coins surgery? and you got a coin star and you go um, to your local you know, suck, tuck, suck, suck, tuck, tuck. Like, do that. That's your business, not my business. Suck, I suck, feel like, tuck, tuck. I feel like as a society, <laughs> people have their, you know, vices and have their things that they want to change. And if we have the medical, you know, advancement for things this, like this to happen, um, for people to be happy, like, so be it. I think there is there is a level of addiction that uh, can occur with such things. So it doesn't strike you as odd when you see a man who very clearly has a Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B type ass. Is it odd or is it not socially normal? I mean, what's, that's the, the, what's the difference? Because uh, we've seen. I feel people, like odd. Uh, I feel like odd is a definite. Like you can but I would say that we've seen. I feel as normal. though that there, there are men out there that have, you know, round butts that are a little more like are can be attributed to a woman more than a man. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone where Enhanced. you can you can obviously see that they've had their ass it's and their they choice. have ass implants. Okay. It's, it's not it's so not to you, my to, cup of through tea. your mind it just you just say, "Oh, okay. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not watching that pornographic video." <laughs> However, comma, if that's their choice, that's their choice. Okay. You know, you can't tell someone what to choose. You can only lead them to the water to drink. I mean that that is so very true that you cannot choose to to for or you cannot force people to make good decisions you cannot (laughs) speaking of bad decisions arnold schwarzenegger and he's not the one who made the bad decision by the way just so yes he did he when he slept with the housekeeper that has nothing to do with what we're we're talking about so well first of all can we this happened because of that can we level set that arnold schwarzenegger is 71 years old come on papa 71 Okay, so he was in South Africa at a sporting event. Um, this event, which I never heard of it. Um, wait, let me get the name. It's called like the the Arnold Classic, which I was like in reference um, to him. Yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, but it was in Johannesburg, South yeah, Africa, where. And the video that emerged, essentially, he's like, first he's sitting behind a panel, then he gets up and he's like taking video of like different athletes doing different things. And then apparently this guy literally runs up and drop kicks him in the back. (laughs) So first of all, Arnold did (laughs) not even lose his balance. Like he lost his balance, but he didn't fall because (laughs) he's he's a fucking Terminator. Like 
he did bodybuilding for decades. Not so like he now. didn't he said, I'll be back. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, like I'm not going anywhere and I'll be back. I'm still here, bitch. Okay. So, so I'm still standing and, it, standing. and and what I would say is, I mean, I hate to say it in this way because I did find it funny because when you watch the actual video, uh-huh. this guy literally was <laughs> airborne with both his Come feet. Come on, giving us a whole karate kid. And he drop kicks Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold like stumbles a bit into the crowd. And then it's crazy because afterwards people were like, are you okay? And like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, he releases this. I think it was um, on socials. I don't know which social Probably media platform. Like but he said, thanks for your concerns, but there's nothing to worry about. I thought I was just jostled by the crowd, uh. which happens a lot. I only realized I was kicked when I saw the video, like all of you. I'm just glad mm. the idiot didn't interrupt my Snapchat. So first of all, can we not be disingenuous in 2019? He said, Taylor's oldest <laughs> Like your people told you that you were kicked in the back. You saw the man being carted away. Like that doesn't make any sense that you didn't realize that you were fucking drop kicked in the back. Like you knew what Well, happened. bless him for thinking that the crowd has that much power. That's like so annoying to me that he wasn't just like, oh yeah. This, Ooh, was this, it Mary Maid in the crowd? <laughs> no, bitch. This guy kicked me in the back and it's fine. It's okay. Like whatever. No, he's like, oh, I didn't realize I I was kicked until I saw the video. You a fucking lie. So organizers of the event think that the attack was planned because apparently this guy was um, in the Snapchat. They saw they saw him in the Snapchat. Well, apparently this guy has done this before not he's done similar things before so like not this exact thing but he's done similar things before where i guess he's targeted celebrities um because he's trying to get some type of a moment. I believe he screamed something to the effect of help me, help me, I need to get a Lamborghini. I think that's what he said after he kicked Arnold. Yeah. So I would just say that the one thing that really made me laugh, mental health is a real thing. I mean, I talked about it earlier. It's like mental health is a real thing. Although I'm not sure that that's what's going on here because this might be someone who's actually just kind of seeking attention in a weird way. Mm, Well, it could be. It could be. That's a good point. It could be. Um, But I think that we also need to be careful about always jumping, jumping to mental health, where sometimes it's just someone who. Well, we also should just recognize that Arnold is in these streets, dipping and doing it at 71. And, you know, people might just be mad about what he dipped and did. That has nothing to do with like, what are you talking about? I feel like maybe he karate chopped him. You think the South African man. Oh, you never know. Is worried yeah. about him having a uh, an affair with whatever that woman's name you was. You don't know. She wasn't even cute, by the way. That is really judgmental. I feel like that is judgmental and insensitive. But true. You know what? Um. So the crazy thing mm, let's about, about this, move story this conversation is that the headlines are the funniest part. So the Washington Post what wins. The Terminator me. was terminated. No, they said Arnold Schwarzenegger unhurt after taking a flying kick in the back <laughs> from a mischievous fan. Mm. <laughs> and then if you look at the actual like link to the Washington Post story, get this. I'm just glad idiot didn't interrupt my Snapchat, Schwarzenegger says, after guy drop kicks him. <laughs> so it's just gold. Well, bless him it. and his Snapchat worthy story, because <laughs> Lord knows, and it was nobody checking for him. Ain't nobody will be back. Okay? 71. He's old as fuck. Okay, come on, pop up. No offense so to people who that, are my friend, is unfiltered and unbothered. Yes. And now we're going to pivot into our shuffle and repeat. First story is. No, wait, you're skipping. You can at least mention. What? 
the story that you're skipping. Oh, well, I just want to shout out that Fenty Beauty, we talked about last week with um, Good Good Brianna creating a whole moment where she just most recently named uh, Amanda. Amanda. Mm -hmm. Stenberg, Uh who has been... Um, known for movies like The Hunger Games. Yeah, she was Rue. Uh-huh. She was Rue. Um, she also was in such things. Oh my gosh. Wait, the Hate I, You Give. The she Hate was, You Give. She starred in The Hate You Give. Um, uh-huh. They announced her as the face of Fenty Beauty. I was really proud to see Rihanna really capitalizing on what she's been able to do, Amandala, from her social media presence. However, I really thought that Rihanna was going to go on this whole ratchet moment because in the, in the holiday season... She did um, have a video around the holiday gift giving items with um, New York, um, Tiffany um, Pollard. And Tiffany was like talking about, you know, the her favorite Fenty Beauty gifting. So I thought Fenty was going down that route of like social media, like moments but she chose amanda and Why, but uh, and you think that that will be um well advised it's very rihanna i feel like that's ill-advised and i'm gonna tell you why. why so that's great as more of just like a let's capture a moment and let's have new york because she is um a caricature at this point let's have her um help us kick off like you know more of a, a viral social media media moment but for an actual like died in the wool okay. like real um, promotional moment, you need to go with something that is more um, traditional. That's, That's why I'm saying say. I'm I'm celebrating the choice of Amanda because you know it was fun watching. Tiffany. You and you, but you thought that New York would be like a part of their like actual. I thought maybe you know because I feel okay. like Brianna. That's very on um, okay. Brianna to do things off off the beaten pattern of what was advised. Yeah, but I think that she also has a company to run. So true, she has to. Um, well, at bitch, least... now you can go to Sephora and get your contour and <laughs> remind everyone that you're not a Mandela. Don't cut me off. <laughs> anyway, so no, I think that this is actually a really good choice and. The way that I see it is that I think it's a good choice just because Amanda, being that she was born in 1998, that she has, um, you know, more of a presence within that Generation Z contingent where she'll be able to bring in people who, let's be honest, Rihanna, for all her Rihanna-ness, is in her 30s at this point. So Rihanna even. Is she? Yeah. Rihanna's in her 30s. She's not under 30. So it's like, you know, it's it's very smart to bring in someone who's going to pull in the people who are even younger and in, um, you know, a different age group as far as what they're pulling as far as their social media is concerned. So it will well, be thank you, Rihanna, for choosing the right person. Yes, for sure. I know I am. I'm here for all the Fenty, Fenty Buda, Beauty, Buda, Fenty Beauty. The Fenty um, LVMH line that we talked about last week. I am so eager to see how this all turned out. Well, so that, my friends, is unfiltered. It is. is, is. And you were like Silent Sally for like a whole like two and a half minute period. Not a two minute because I wish that would happen in our our private lives. Um, So (laughs) you want to go to sleep in the guest room. (laughs) The bed is made. That guest bed is comfortable as fuck, but I'm not wanting to sleep in it. So um, shuffle and repeat. First new release that we're going to talk about this week is Adam Lambert. And new eyes. So Child. this is a cute 
song as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's interesting because what I was getting from it, which I did not um, have a chance to look to see who produced it, but I got a very like Alabama Shakesy vibe from this as far as the production is concerned, which is not what I expect from Adam Lambert. I think that he is, um, or he was in this particular release kind of restrained in his vocals, which we are not, we don't usually get from him, but in like the best possible way, it sounds kind of bluesy in a way that has me kind of intrigued for his well, new album. No one really cares about Adam Lambert because he's not released the album um, since his last, which I believe was in like 2014. Okay, that's so um, rude. So tell me more. What do you mean when you say no one cares last about time, Adam Lambert? The last three tours that he's been on has been with Queen. Okay. So that's I want to. I just want to asterisk him right now and say, Bill, <laughs> you're becoming a cover artist, not an artist. So you need to, what do you want from me again? Because right now that was 2009. Written, written by Pink. And no one's checking for you. Okay, so that being aside, in your like total shade, judgmental, the song, mean girl moment, what do you think of the song? The song is just dry. I don't need it. I feel like Adam has lost his oomph that I actually was intrigued about. And I feel like he is ultimately trying to, you know, double click into this queen, you know, uh, obsession and the Bohemian Rhapsody, the Rhapsody tour that he's on right now with um, Queen through 2020. I just, I, 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 I worry that he's lost his way as an artist because he has been so consumed in Queen. That's hmm. my opinion. That's interesting. I, I mean, I don't get that from this particular song. The song I wasn't here for. I just thought it was bleh. bleh. Okay. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, either way, I think that um, as a listener, you should stream it. Yeah, I, I would see what you I think. would definitely stream it because yeah. you know new music is good music, right? For sure. What's next? Speaking of new music, so Cardi X C. Cardi. Um, Carly. No. Charlie. No, no. Yes. Yes. There yes. you go. Like I'll Charlie. Get, like Charlie. Sometime. Like Charlie Brown. Featuring Lizzo came out with a song called Blame It On Your Love. The track features production from Stargate as well as additional production from an um. Both Finn Keenan and A.G. Cook. Uh, it definitely is interesting because the song, Blame It On Your Love, was originally on Charlie XCX mixtape in 2017. Really? Called Track 10. Oh, I didn't know that. The final, and that was on a mixtape called Pop 2. Okay. It was highly acclaimed with Pitchfork placing it as it, number two of its list of top 100 best songs of 2018. Hmm. So they redid the song, I would say, and she tweeted, Charlie, I hope this becomes our new party anthem. This song has been in my life for around three years right now, and I'm really excited to be releasing it. It's the begin- beginning of a new era. Um, it, it premiered. It was released. Be, um, Lizzo was holding a, a sign that said about to save pop music in the picture that released um, uh, denouncing the release, I actually was here for it, and you know, I'm not. I've never been a Charlie XCX fan. Like, I've never been like looking for her music or like, what the hell are you doing, bitch? This motherfucker is like, <laughs> are you like swing low, sweet cherry in his bitch? Excuse me, I am stretching. Okay, I'm having a moment that I need to have. Continue. We're, this is not about what I'm I was I'm never doing. really a Charlie XCX <laughs> fan. I never looked for her music, never uh-huh. looked for her CDs okay. or her tours. 
I feel as though that Lizzo has never looked her for her period. Okay. At all. Uh-huh. Um, Lizzo is definitely having an entire moment right now. And Charlie decided to capitalize on the moment that Lizzo's having that she's not. So bravo to her. Um, the song, I would say at a one to five, you know, tie rating spice, I give mm-hmm. it a good 3.5. That's pretty high. What do you think? Okay. So I have also never been a Charlie XCX fan. Just to level set, she rose to fame with her huge hit, Boom Clap, um, which went boom, clap, and I don't know the rest. Um, Make it go clap. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know that. So, and the other interesting thing about Charlie XCX is that the jury is still kind of out on whether she would be considered to be a one-hit wonder. Just because her follow-up releases have not caught on anywhere near the way that Boom Clap did. But that being, um, you know, put aside, (laughs) I would say that um, it's cute. It's pop. I personally am having like a pop moment right now where there are certain artists that I'm really into um, who are outside of like the R&B, which is really like my my favorite genre and then like R&B, but people who are brown, I'm going to be honest about it. Um, but I am really digging artists like um, Betty Who. I'm loving artists like John Balian. I'm loving artists um, who are actually not in that space that like I would. I don't even want to say normally because I have a pretty eclectic musical mm-hmm. taste. Um, but I would say that this kind of fits into that because like I really love Sia, LSD. So it's like. Um, this kind of fits in, so I would add it to a playlist, but I would say that the caveat to that would be that it's far from essential. And I really love um, um, Lizzo as well. Um, and Lizzo's album is great for it is. for a completely different reason than this song is just okay. So It'll be cute to see the visual. I'm intrigued by the visual. No, and for sure. Charlie and maybe, it's, maybe Charlie XCX will get a new another hit, finally. Maybe, allegedly. And also, it's interesting that you this whole thing that you said, which I did not know, that this is a song from several or a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now... Um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, Lizzo's having a moment for Truth Hurts, which is a song that came out two years ago in uh-huh. 2017. So it's, I don't know, it's saying something very interesting about kind of like um, persevering and, um, you Keep know, doing what yeah, you're doing. having a moment for something that's not even like new. But as far as blame it on your love is concerned, it's okay for me. I agree. Yeah. So speaking of okay, or hashtag just okay, trash. <laughs> so compostable <laughs> Carly Ray Jepsen so again we're talking about someone who had huge success Carly, call me maybe with a song call me maybe what year was that I hey, don't even know I just met you yeah it was this like it's crazy when what year was that like, three like 2014 years ago? I don't know I mean, I, I lose touch with the years. Um, but twenty thirteen or twelve. She this is I think her third album. I don't know. She I wanna say uh, this this woman just she needs to just open for Taylor Swift <laughs> and be a pumpkin spice latte. So she is she's she definitely gives me pumpkin spice latte. She gives like, me pumpkin spice latte in, in August. She's the pumpkin spice latte of pop music. For me, oh, so basic. Although maybe Taylor Swift is that for me. No, actually. Taylor Swift is rice with no sauce. <laughs> no, Taylor Swift is the Rice Krispie treat. No, <laughs> no, listen. Taylor Swift is 
um, white rice. That's what she is. <laughs> With no seed, no salt, no nothing, no pepper. Bet you be thirsty as fuck. <laughs> it's bland. <laughs> okay. But, anyway, getting back to Carly Rae. So this is an album. What's dedicated, the album called? Dedicated. dedicated that she it, released. Who is it dedicated to? So first of all, I think it's dedicated to bitches who will continue to put out music that people are lukewarm about. Listen, okay. she over here in this bitch. <laughs> motherfucking boiling hot water but then don't put nothing in it she says you know what y'all really liked call me maybe y'all kind of liked a couple other songs that i had but she's going on this bitch is going on backdoor concert tours so the interesting thing about her is so here's the thing so you and i are um pretty dialed into music uh and there are certain artists where sometimes we're just like, wait, that person is still putting out exactly. music. And one of those people would be Carly Rae Jepsen. No, not Carly Rae. No, what's her name? Um, I don't know. Touch me. The socialite. Paris Hilton. No, bitch, not Paris Hilton. No, 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 no. The one who was on Wendy. She's actually she's British. I don't know. She's what really smart. About. So, so what I do in these cases is I say, okay, this is fine. You know, my opinion, Jay's opinion. Are, it, that's not fact. It's our opinion. So let me go out to an independent source to see what the interest is and gauge that interest. So what I do is, and this is not scientific, obviously, yes, I go out to Spotify and I say, okay, let me see what your streams are. So in the case of Carly Ray, I went out and I said, okay, let me see what your streams are. And she actually has several songs who are either close to or well over a hundred million mm-hmm. uh, streams on Spotify. So clearly there's an audience no, there. They put them on a playlist. And uh, that's the other thing they get put on a playlist and the, the playlist definitely helps that for sure. Um, but there is somewhat of an audience there. Oh my God. You know what? I, you know who I'm talking about? I really about. don't. Stop hitting no, me. No, no. This need is to, abuse. We need, to, we need to talk about who well, it is that I'm talking about. But in this case, she has some songs that have a lot of streams. And I said, okay, so I get it. I get why she is still making music no, and why, you know, at least someone is in her corner I for making don't. music. But for me, what I would say is that. The um, barrier for me, I'm um, actually connecting with her music is her limited vocal range, and then my this bitch is singing like a cat, it, right? And in my, I don't know if I say a cat, yeah. but so, somewhere similar to a cat, um, similar to someone who's just like a really good karaoke singer. Um, but for me, I'm like, okay, so if you have a limited vocal range, what is the other thing that you have that's pulling not me charisma, into your uniqueness, music? nerve, or talent? And for her. I can't figure out what that is. So that's why I am totally lukewarm to her. I read that she had 200 songs that she had to narrow <laughs> down. This bit is she singing Do Ra Mi, Do Re Mi on the um, track? Which I was just like, girl, okay to the 200 songs that you wasted a lot of money recording. Okay. Um, Even if it was Backyard um, Shag. But I would say if you are a pop music And if you're person, not, skip it. If you're not, skip it. If you like pop music, I would say stream it. So if you aren't a pop um use if you aren't a pop music fan but you love R and B, um Beyonce Knowles sister in life, Kelly Rowland released a okay, Trinkle. Well, so you felt like you had to mention Beyonce when you were in No, you I just wanna like you know, Kelly. sister in life. It's really important. Um because okay. they are. No, um right. she sure. released a Tringle. Um <laughs> so she was able to you know, work with some really great new talented producers um, that three songs were released on the 18th 
on an EP that's called the Kelly Rowland Edition. Um, those songs being Don't You Worry, Diamonds, and See Me. All songs re- re- are featured. The two new artists, two new producers um, called TY Exclusive and Lord Quest. Uh, the EP overall, like I, it was a surprise and delight. And I know she's been really active in trying to, you know, come back with the new music. Um, and one would would assume that she's super busy with the group um, that she founded, June's um, Diary. June's Diary. She didn't but, found the. Well, I guess she did. She did. But in a it. new recent interview, she's not busy. Crystal from the group. She don't um, have no business. Established additional um, context around Kelly Rowland's involvement. She ain't involved. They asked, are you? And, and she said, no, she's not involved. She yeah. kind of wanted to take her own thing on. She That's was trying obvious. to put out music prior. And I think Chasing Destiny really gave her the confidence to just go out there and do it again. Wait, work who said that? Album, Someone who was in June's Diary? Yes, and work on her own project. But, you know, it gave us the wigs. And we're like, all right, Kelly's not here, so let's figure it out. It gave us the wigs? The wings. <laughs> you said wigs. But what's his name? Frank, Frank Gatson is yes. managing them. Okay. And the last I read, they were on um, Jesse Smollett's, album, um, you know, record label. But she then furthermore said that, so even though she, we didn't want her to be, we wanted her, we did want her to be more involved. We love her and we wish the best for her, whatever her endeavors are. We started her with her and without her, we wouldn't be here. It's like college. You send your off, kids off to college. You let them grow into their own thing, own thing and we appreciate it. That, so doesn't, she, that doesn't sound like college to me. So Kelly Rowland released this EP with these people. The, the, there isn't much information about this project. It just kind of showed up. Um, only thing that I've seen is that it was recorded at Red Bull Music and, t- and as I shared, contained three new songs. Um, she released on her social media, I had the pleasure going in with these new bloods over Red Bull Studios. Wanted to drop the session. Let's take a listen to all streaming se- on all streaming platforms. I would say I think that um, overall the project was was decent. I actually like all three. Um, songs. I think where Kelly has a really difficult time, which I think we'll get into this um, um, on our next episode with one of our questions that we received, more to come, is I think Kelly just has a really difficult time distancing herself artistically from Beyonce because I do want to acknowledge that Beyonce and Kelly have always had similar tones to their voice. Mm-hmm. And no, although Kelly may sure. not have the range she doesn't. or the power no, not that, that Beyonce either. has established, mm-hmm. their tones are similar. So even when even when it's a song like Kiss Me Down Below, like or uh, what's the other song I she don't did? I don't even know what that what's is. What's the other song she did with I don't know um, what talking about. Motivation? Like there are moments where, you know, red purple what is it called? Pink Rose glasses, what rose color glasses? What are you talking about? All no. these songs. What I would say is, if you listen to "Say Yes," is that what it's called? Yes, the, Michelle. Yes, the song with Michelle. You will be hard pressed to differentiate Kelly's part from Beyonce's part until Beyonce goes off, right? But I would just say, like the the overall project, I, I was actually very impressed by, and it makes me want more from Kelly. And I I I'm Team Kelly. I feel like. I feel like all three of the Destiny Child members, the um, they could and should and will have continued success um, without being a part of the group. So bravo to Kelly. I look forward to this new album that is pending. Uh, and this new project is a really good little holdover. What are your thoughts on the project? So 
first of all, <laughs> I would say that this whole thing with June's diary, like that is shady as fuck. Whoever that was. Crystal, and she was also Crystal. on. Remember that group? Um, that Rich Harrison was on the Rich Girl. Yes, Rich Girl. So she, she was, was the one. Okay, Rich so that makes that sense her and Frank because Gatson have a have a relationship. That like makes sense because she's already years. been in the industry. She's she's had a go around or two. She's actually the oldest of the group. She's yeah. the oldest of the group. The other girls were pretty young, from what I remember, because we watched that yeah. show. Although it's kind of like a blur in my in my memory. Um, but with June's diary, so essentially what I get from what she was saying is that Kelly basically used that show as a springboard. For her to do her own solo stuff yeah. and not for her to help these, you I know, mean, these burgeoning isn't that the talents. Whole DNA of the voice. Um. Well, I mean, originally I don't think it was, but that's the way it turned out to be. And for she's sure. a voice. She and that's, Kelly is on the Voice Australia. That's definitely the way it turned out because it's like the people who win the Voice don't even really become huge stars but the judges get to go on tours and release music and be like whatever so i would say that that's the first thing where it's like okay so that feels to me like kind of like oh okay well that's kind of fucked up um but as far as um the kelly roland edition which is this i'm calling it an ep you're calling it a tringle Uh um there are three songs don't you worry to me it feels kind of like a 90s throwback it's Mm -hmm. cute then we have diamonds which feels very disco-y it feels a little 70s to me also cute and uh, you know donna summer i could totally see fucking kelly playing like donna summer in like a biopic um and then see me is the last song which feels a lot more current radio friendly and it's really kind of like slinky and sexy more mm, like motivation on, so like i would say that as far as the music is concerned i appreciate it like so it's, I. I was it's, here it's, for it was a cool. surprise the light. yeah it was very very surprising that this music came out it's cute it's not like amazing but i'm not gonna say that it's not good because it's, it's actually good enough for me to listen to it so. is bravo to kelly i'm here for you girl i, I love kelly i love all three of I them. Love kelly michelle brown, and Beyonce. skin woman making music so i'm here for it. i love them all it cheers to that for sure. and that my friends is shuffle and repeat moving Indeed. on to our final second to last final so section. in what happened was choose that good story bitch. what happened was this week we have several topics we will start with Lil Nas X and Old Town Road. So we've um, only talked um, kind of briefly about this. Adjacently. The reason that I'm bringing this back up is because I feel like um, we don't want to miss I don't this. I don't care about that. I know you don't. But we don't want to miss this cultural moment that's happening um, with this particular song. And the reason that I say that it's a cultural moment is because the song has actually been number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for six weeks with competition from some of the hottest white, and I'm going to be honest, white, Mm -hmm. or I would just say non-black artists in the industry that have been coming at the neck of this song week after week. Okay, so I'm going to break this down for you. So first, Taylor Swift's audio representation of Miracle Whip, otherwise known as me, bounded to number two after a full week of tracking. Um, And then... Every white gay's fantasy, Sean Mendez, which Mendez leads me to believe that he's not actually white, but he's actually Hispanic in some sort of tangential way. Um, but he had his new song, If I Can't Have You, that debuted at number two the following week, which was last week. And then the projection for next week is that none other than fucking Ed Sheeran 
and Justin Bieber, no. a song that we talked about last week, I Don't Care, will also debut at number two behind Old Town Road based on the juggernaut moment that that song is having. So I would say that to your point about brown folks, like this is for me, just because I watch music on a regular basis, this is a big moment because you have this brown guy who he's new, he's come up, he has a smash hit that is literally keeping these other artists' songs from moving to the penthouse on the chart. And it is a moment, and I feel like it's something that needs to be acknowledged. Cheers to him and his $5 in his account before the song No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's what he said. Don't do that. Is that what he said? Yeah, something like he said he didn't have a lot of money in his account. Okay. And this was his last hurrah, if you will, before because he needed money. Okay. So I read, and I didn't know any of this, about how the song actually got to the status that it's reached. So... Um, He actually um, gained his um, viral status from being on that app for kids, the TikTok. Mm -hmm. So he was on there and like it was a big thing. Also, there are rumors that he actually started his career as being the um, proprietor, if you will, of a Nicki Minaj fan account Uh called Nas Mirage, named after Nicki Minaj. After her last name, Mirage, as well as the rapper Nas. And in 2015, Lil Nas X became known for his viral tweets and other fan page facts about NM. NM being Nicki Minaj. So it's interesting because now that he's kind of like blown up, become a thing, he has distanced himself from that account and it's interesting because what I read was it was like for unknown reasons he distanced himself. And I'm like, well, I get why he distanced yeah, himself. Yeah, he's trying to be a brand himself. No, I don't think so. What I feel like is that he's distanced himself from that because the first thing that went through my mind, right or wrong, was that, oh, wait, he had a Nicki Minaj account? Mm. What does that mean about his sexuality? Because the, all no, the Nicki Minaj all the Nicki Minaj fan accounts that I see are run by... Is this um, what happened was an unfeathered unbiased it's it's what happened was because it's oh, we're talking okay. about a cultural moment. Don't try to shame me out, bitch. Okay. Anyway, what I was thinking was that it's a thing where he's like, oh, okay, let me distance myself from that because mm. now it's like I'm gonna do my thing. That's his life, and I don't want anybody asking me about my sexuality. Clearly, you don't care. So I don't because I don't like the song. Let's just move this on because you bitch. Yeah, what do you want to talk I'm about? I'm not here for this. Yeah, song. what do you want to talk about? I would love to hear what you want to talk about. This your section, bitch. Is it because I'm getting the Ooh, impression see, from you uh, tapping my leg? The ble- that I need I, to move I, on. Yeah, the blessing of being <laughs> is just I'm here for you. Anyway, so the last thing we're going to talk about this week is actually pretty serious, and it is the Alabama abortion bill that you've probably heard a lot about via your socials, Um, and if you're someone who actually follows the news, then you've heard about it via the news. So the Alabama Alabama State Senate um, approved a measure on Tuesday, and this at this point will be Tuesday of last week. Um, or longer, that would outlaw almost all abortions in the state, setting up a direct challenge in this case to Roe versus Wade, which is the national um, precedent that uh, made uh, abortion legal in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the crazy thing about this is that the legislation bans abortions at every stage of pregnancy and criminalizes the procedure for doctors who... Like, isn't, wasn't it the most strict of 
of this current state. I think so. I'm I not going to say that. that for sure, but I think so. But what Georgia also announced one. But essentially what it does is it does not um, set up a structure where you would prosecute the women. It will prosecute the doctors who could be charged with felonies and face up to 99 years in prison. So one of the things I saw going around was, okay, so basically rapists in Alabama would serve a lesser, like convicted yes. rapists would serve a lesser sentence than a doctor yes. who performs an abortion in Alabama, which because, that because makes Because Alabama is saying that the abortion would be murder. Right, right. And they are, they are you know, prioritizing the the social risk of these acts if you will and it includes an exception for cases when the mother's life is at serious risk but not for cases of rape or incest do you i don't have any reason to go to alabama do you i don't but that doesn't mean that we don't need to care so, about the people who live i'm just there. saying a i have no reason to go to alabama but i would also say that to your point ray like this is not an okay situation and I would firmly believe that this is just the beginning of number of states trying to create some sort of movement, if you will. Um, and I think that it, we need to be, re- be reminded about why Roe versus Roe, Roe versus Wade exists. Why um, people like, and I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm pro-abortion. Because that, I think, is to just just level set. Just because you are pro-choice does not mean you're pro-abortion. Hello. Thank Being you. pro-choice is giving someone the choice to choose. Law should not tell women or any person, but in this case, in this story, a woman, what she can and cannot do. And to then limit, you know, to your point and to the point of the media, if she is raped, if she is you know, fiscally not ready for a child, if she is, for whatever reason, just is choosing, making her, her the choice of her body to, you know, not have this child, that is just that, her choice. And our focus should not be around limiting the choice of the individual. It should be empowering the choice and then supporting the choice in a way that today we're not. So if she's choosing to have a child and she's not fiscally ready, how are we supporting her from a governmental um, standpoint to have a successful parent and child, you know, life, A? And then B, how are we supporting the child beyond the parenting and in other forms of XY and other forms of, of support? I think that we we as a society in Alabama, I think there's all those white men making choices for and that one woman. You saw that one woman? What one woman? There was a one woman politician who I don't remember her name. Um she was she voted for this. She was the only woman that voted for I don't know if a woman voted for or if you're talking about the governor who signed it into law. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I'm mistaken. But No, I think there were all men who voted. There was a woman that was attached to this because she became a meme. Uh, on, I think she, on you're talking Twitter. about the governor who signed the law. So ultimately, I think that we just have to remind everyone that us living here in Seattle and the other areas that metropolitan listeners, you know, we are very privileged to live in a bubble in some cases, in most cases, where we're living in an area where pro-choice is 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 a part of our lives, where there are many people living in this in this America that are not part of that. So if if you have money to support anything. I would ask you to support the ACLU in these respective states of Alabama, as well as Georgia, 
uh, as they are currently the ones with standing abortion laws um, prohibiting a woman to have choices beyond um, the law. So, I mean, but the craziest thing about this particular um, law that's being passed is that um, the prohibition is beyond, I think, six weeks, which mm. most women who don't find out for like four. are pregnant don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. So it, it's it's obviously an attempt to stack the cards against anyone who would ever even um, attempt to make a decision or to have um, you know an abortion as being a choice. And then you know obviously what is one of the consequences of this would be yeah. for anyone who does not have the means to just oh jump on an airplane and fly to a state where it's legal to have the abortion. Um, it creates a situation where if someone really is not has made a decision where they're not wanting to have this child and bring this child to term um, where they are going to be in these back alleys, having these back alley unsafe abortions performed. So this is one of those things where it's like, there are so many different reasons why this makes no sense. One of the main ones being, why are we having these old white men making choices about women's reproductive rights? Um, you know, second being, oh, my God, in, a, you know, an era where many of us have seen um, what's the fucking show that we don't watch? Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, which we have not seen Handmaid's Tale. Not but yet. I know what it's about. And it's like it just it, it jolts us into this new reality where for a lot of people, I think they just think that, oh, you know, Kavanaugh being um, confirmed to mm. the Supreme Court doesn't mean anything for me. Child. So I don't have an opinion. And then fast forward to however many months later you where will. you're like, well, guess what? This really does have practical application for your life mm. because this is one of the three branches of government in the United States that are making decisions that will directly affect your rights as a person, as a person who is a member of our country in the United States of America. So it's just like people need to, to pay attention to what's going on because, you know, this is one of those things where we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this is ever going to actually take place. I think it's, there's three months before we'll actually yeah. even go into law. Um, we don't know what the challenges are going to be legally. We don't know if this is going to get and to the we'll, Supreme and Court. we'll follow. We will follow. But it's just one of those things where it's like you really need to make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on. Because these these decisions to appoint people, to have people be elected, where you're thinking that maybe, you know, initially it has no bearing on your everyday life what you find down the line later is that it has very practical very. application for your life so that's what we'll say that obviously what had happened was we are not is. we are pro-choice not pro-abortion but pro-choice so yes. this really piqued our interest it is a dark day as far as i'm concerned yes um you know as far as this Me particular too. decision is concerned so roe versus wade we will see what happens well that leads us to our last and final segment which is happy ending and i think i'll speak on behalf of both ray and i with our happy ending being Thank you. So Ray and I started this journey of a podcast uh, a little over a year ago. Our first episode launched almost a year ago to date uh, of you hearing this. And we are very thankful for this, um, this milestone. We um, continue to get really great um, 
really great listens and engagement from our listeners. But we have one ask of you as our listeners is we are planning a special episode and that episode is to include you in the conversation. So if you don't mind for in celebration of our one year anniversary, we would love for you to submit questions to our Instagram at he said he said pod. Those questions can range from anything from pop culture, politics, relationships, uh, whatever it may was on your mind, ask us the questions. We are here to answer. Submit those questions. Yes, engagement is everything. Submit those questions and we will shout you out on our next episode, which is uh, the week of the holidays. So we want to make sure as you're barbecuing, you come back to work and you can hear about your questions that week on the 29th of May. Yes, um, it's so been be a sure, year, which be is sure to submit your question. A year is so crazy to us. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, obviously you can do a podcast without having listeners because you would just do it from week to week and no one will be listening. But the ideal is for you to do a podcast, for you to resonate with people, for you to have people who are waiting and interested to hear what you're going to say. And that's what we've been able to do with this. Yes. So, you know, Thank uh, you. To, to echo Jay sentiment we appreciate you and what we would really want to see in the second year mm. which is coming up we would should be, wait to tell them that bitch well no which would be uh, more even more engagement from our listeners because yes. we really do listen we have our ears to these streets yeah and we want to know what you want to hear about so there are going to be um some things are going to change in year two but right now more to we, come right but what we would love would be for you to just give us an idea of what you want to hear us talk about in our special episode yes so thank you. Be sure to listen to um to listen. I'm sorry to submit those questions. As I said, at he said he said pod on Instagram. Thank you so much. This no, is, I mean, but not bitch. just Instagram. Uh, any any mail, any, any of the platforms, Facebook, bitch. We are listening, okay. and we will take that to heart, and we will make sure that what you have asked us or what you're interested in that we make mention of it on our next episode. Well, that, my friends, is this week. We it appreciate you. So tell much. a friend to tell a friend to tell yes. a friend. And guess tell what? Tell a friend We're to friends. tell everyone. Because we love you. And we are so looking forward to interacting with you. Bye. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs>